I'm Pam. I'm Dawn. I'm Deidre. I'm Dina. Welcome, Welcome to Ozark's Paints and Hooch. This ain't no fancy academic check your references kind of deal. This is four girls from the Ozarks sipping and spewing about paints, hooch, and history. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ozarks Paints and Hooch. I'm Dawn. Uh, what was that? It was me saying we haw. Oh, I thought you <laughs> sneezed. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, a chew. Uh, a God bless you. Anyway, what <laughs> I was so saying. good looking. <laughs> back to what I was saying. I'm Dawn, and I'm your host. And we've got Deidre's got the big one tonight. Pam has the little one, and Dean yes. has the hooch. Um, but Ooh. we before bless you. <laughs> before we get to all of that, um, I have some commercials. First of all, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We've got a website now called ozarkshaintsandhooch.weebly.com. So you guys know that we do Ozarks Haints in the letter N, hooch.weebly.weebly.com. So you can go on there and get your extras um, and all kinds of fun stuff. I'll let you explore that. Um, we have to say that we're sorry for cats, dogs, mowing, kids, a particular husband tonight that's watching the Broncos on TV and we hear words coming from the other room. Woo! Couch! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if you hear sorry that, about that, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we're four girls in three states with four different Wi-Fi's and so, um, and a very uh, unprofessional audio editor, that would be me. And so, anyway, we'll, you'll have to excuse our technical uh, errors. Um, please, uh, wherever you hear Ozarks, Haints, and Hooch, and we're on all of the things, subscribe to those and if it has a rating system please give us all the stars that you can we appreciate that and finally we release on the first and the 15th of each month so without further ado and i gotta tell you guys i've already had two cocktails so <laughs> Uh, I'm on the third. I didn't I need have to catch supper. up. I know. I hope I said everything. Anyway, without further ado, let's uh, have Dina and the Hooch. Yay! Yay! Hooch! All right. So tonight we are going to have um, a dark and stormy, and that's going to make maybe a little more sense once Dita gives us her story. So what that is is you will need some dark rum some ginger beer, some ice cubes, and a slice of lime. And you take a highball glass, is what my recipe says, and this came from all recipes, by the way. So you take a highball glass, you fill it with ice, you add, uh, let's see, it says three ounces of ginger beer, and then you slowly pour two two ounces of dark rum over the top of the ginger beer and then you throw a lime slice in there and i i'm enjoying mine it's well, delicious it's yeah me too 
it is. I didn't have dark rum. I bet I had rum. And um, I forgot my lime. I had a lime and I forgot it. <laughs> I will just say that if the rum was bourbon, I would like it a lot better. <laughs> oh, be well, I guess you can make it bourbon, but you I enjoy the rum. I'm going to with drink number four. And <laughs> Who cares after drink number three? Yeah, really. <laughs> I got this rum. You, you'll see it in my drink picture, but somebody gave me some really fancy schmancy rum. You're supposed to sip it. It is so rummy. I mean, like I've never tasted rum with this much rum flavor. It tastes like grandma's rum cake. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it oh, tastes. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds really good. good. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's pretty for, yeah, I'm not, I'm drinking it. I'm just, you know, anyway. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I, how many drinks? Yes. Three. This is three for me. Thanks Dina for that hooch. Uh -huh. Yay right. hooch. So Dina, I guess uh, for somebody who doesn't like rum, you're doing okay. Well, the first two were bourbon uh, oh, okay. ginger beer ones. So, <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right, Dita, take it away. All right, here we go. Okay, so my story is based in the Little Rock area, um, and uh, it actually um, one of the um, research links that I found came from the Pine Bluff commercial, which I believe is a section of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and blogger Lori Marshall. And um, it is called the Highway 365, no, wait, the Highway 365 Hitchhiker. Yeah, okay, that's what it's called. So um, evidently this goes back a ways there are um, basically the same kind of retellings of it, but it's been around for a long time. And the general consensus, according to Lori, uh, is that the woman died in a car accident several years ago, which could be anywhere from 80 to 100. I don't know. I, did they have cars back 100 years ago? Probably not quite. <laughs> um, and her spirit uh, can be found along the roadside. So, Lori says the wet pavement was black as ink on Arkansas 365 when Josh caught sight of a figure standing on the side of the road ahead. The young woman was soaked to the skin and shyly grateful for the ride. She gave him an address in Redfield and Josh made small talk about the recent high school football game as they drove, but his passenger remained quiet. When they arrived at the address, she seemed to be asleep and there were no lights on at the house, so he decided to knock on the door uh, to make sure he was at the right place. A woman came to the door and um, she turned on the porch light and he smiled and spoke up and said, good evening, I believe I have your daughter. I picked her up a few miles down the highway and she seems a little out of sorts. I wonder if you wouldn't mind helping me get her into the house. The woman stepped back from the doorway with a fearful look and Josh felt a sudden sense of dread. That is not my daughter, she told him. My daughter died in an accident four years ago tonight and uh, Josh ran back to his car through the muddy yard, yanked open his passenger door. Let me try that again. Josh ran back to his car through the muddy yard and yanked open his passenger door and rain pitter pattered on the empty seat. So um, that's the basis of the story. Um, there are several versions of a lone woman on the side of Arkansas 365 near Woodson, which I'm assuming is also near Little Rock. Each one involves picking up a hitchhiker who then disappears when the driver delivers her to the address she offers, 
always on the anniversary of her death. Some oh, stories. That's creepy. Yeah, I know. That's creepy. So, but it doesn't say what the anniversary of her death was. So I don't know, you know, exactly what the date was. But um, some of the stories say the person at the house is a man. Others say a woman. In some retellings, the young woman asks the driver to go to the door. Others say she disappears before they arrive. And then on um, the uh, Pine Bluff Commercials Facebook page, several people responded with their own accounts of the phantom hitchhiker. Uh, so Frankie Brooks wrote, and I don't know exactly uh, when this was published, but um, Frankie Brooks says, I've been researching this for years. Apparently there was an accident in Woodson in the 40s involving a young man and woman. In 1948, two Arkansas Department of Correction workers making a delivery spotted the couple in a car between the bridge and railroad track on 365. The couple and car disappeared. Due to multiple reports of seeing the girl walking on 365 between the bridge and town of Redfield, um, Arkansas State Patrol investigated the incidents again in, in uh, 1980. Um, this investigation made the paper, and the story is retold in a movie called Encounter with the Unknown from 1973. Allegedly, the vanishing hitchhiker occurs only on stormy nights in the spring. So um, when I looked up the movie, Rod Serling was the narrator. Oh, that's uh, creepy too. <laughs> yeah. And so the storyline is not exactly the storyline, but there is... A, a thread about a hitchhiker and in, in this story so um anyway i thought that was interesting if you go to imdb you can find information out about um about the uh, movie called encounter with the unknown you did you look to see if it i was feel on like YouTube? there was a... i did not i didn't look to see if it was on youtube okay do you know what were you gonna say I feel like there was a storyline similar to this on, on Supernatural. Oh. Nerdy well, it reminds bit. me of but Large Marge. Like and woman in white. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there there is more about <laughs> that. <laughs> Large Marge. So Christy Walker wrote also on this Facebook page that her dad had told her the story for years and said he's seen her and one of his friends picked her up and when he got close to where she lived she was gone and, and his seat was all wet and then um, I don't know if that's Rachel or Rochelle Ricky wrote my grandpa used to tell me this story all the time he has since passed away but I remember the, the story quite well and then finally, um, Lisa Willis says of the hitchhiker, it's real, I've seen her, she chilled my bones. <laughs> hey, oh. the yeah. movie is on YouTube, so you can oh, good. the movies on YouTube. So. Okay, well, we'll put that on the cool. extras. Yeah. Yeah, or a link to it anyway. So another branch of this legend includes a man who gives the young girl his jacket um, when he picks her up. And according to the story on um, Arkansas.com, uh, a young man was driving down Arkansas 365 south of Little Rock when he saw a young girl on the roadside. He offered to give her a lift, draped his coat over her shoulders because she was cold and soaked from the rain. She gave him directions to her house. When they arrived, the young man got out of the car, walked around to the other side to help her out of her seat, but she wasn't there. 
So he can, confused, now wait, the young man walked up to the house and knocked on the door. A woman answered, explained, he explained what had just happened. She said, that young girl is my daughter who was killed years ago. She hitchhikes back home once a year. The young man then drove to the cemetery to see her grave and he found his coat draped <gasps> over her tombstone. Ooh, that's oh. really spooky. Yeah, isn't that a good <laughs> one? That's I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so. I wonder what happened to that jacket. <laughs> I know, I know. So this story is not limited to Highway 365, supposedly. Other legends have the story going through Jefferson and Pulaski counties, um, typically on dark and frightening roads. So um, then in, in, let's see, there's another uh, link that talks about it in the 1973, a man picked up a girl on a bridge near Wrightsville. She was covered in bruises and cuts. Uh, she, you know, of course, arrived at the house, claimed uh, that the house she claimed was hers and um, disappeared from his car, went to the door anyway, and found the father whose daughter had died on the bridge near Wrightsville the month before. The creepiest story has a man picking the girl up near a bridge in the rain. So supposedly there's also a girl who runs out in front of you, causing you to strike her. And when you get out to look for the injured body, she, body she's nowhere to be found. And then I just have one final um, uh, quote here that came from Batgirl 1224. No, Batville, tw Batgirl 2244. Um, I think this was on uh, 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 one of the uh, newspaper sites, but this was posted on October 12, 2015, and she says, Batgirl says, I have witnessed this happen before. I was driving on this highway with my mother one evening, and it was raining really bad. I was talking to my mom when I looked out of the window and saw a woman standing in the rain. I told my mom to pull over and help her, and then we picked her up, took her home, but when I got out to open the door, she was gone. We went back and saw no one else. We drove back to the house and the mother of the woman, at least I presume, told us about her daughter being dead. So what? there's an eyewitness account right there from 2015. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How much so, rum had they been drinking? I don't know. Well, hopefully none while they were driving. But, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But that all, is, of, uh, all of these stories are dark and stormy. They uh, are dark, see? dark and stormy. See? That's right. And that's the story that's of the Highway right. 365 hitchhiker. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. That's very good. Thanks, Deidre. Yeah. yeah, good. Okay, that was creepy. Thank you. Yeah. And, <laughs> it's very creepy. And if you lose your coat, I don't know, go look on a tombstone, tombstone. in Little Rock somewhere near Little Rock. I'm just so kind of wigged out by the girl that it really happened to. Like, I, I need to talk to her. I know. But Batgirl 2244? <laughs> yeah, Batgirl. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, well, Pam? Yeah. You want to, you got a companion piece to that? I do. I have a little one that will accompany that just fine. Uh, my little one is about the mystery grave in Van Buren, Arkansas. Okay. Now, Van Buren is uh, just south of Fayetteville, northeast of Fort Smith, um, and just south of I-40. So it's kind of close to what, my neck of the woods. Um, it's uh, located on the Arkansas River, 
And uh, the grave itself is for very large stones that are that are enclosing the grave that looks like a uh, um, well, like a coffin, only it's hollow on the inside. So it's four distinct stones, the length of what that would be a grave. And they're clearly very old. And uh, the headstone appears to have a Masonic symbol engraved engraved on it so masonic mm -hmm. temple masons all that kind of stuff yeah mm -hmm. that's interesting that is interesting um local folk folklore says that it contained a soldier that the grave contains a soldier from the hernando de soto expedition which explored arkansas in the 1540s so that would uh, oh and as we know de soto uh discovered the mississippi river and uh, uh, among among many other things and places, we we didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. We might have known a long time ago, but <laughs> in fifth <after> grade, <laughs> rum and ginger beer, we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, well, in the fifth grade, we might have known that, but or whenever they teach, you know, history, that kind of history for DeSoto. Anyway, um, DeSoto's exact route is debate debatable amongst scholars. But the University of Georgia anthropologist Charles Hudson has speculated that the conquistadors traveled uh, far up the Arkansas River Valley, and other researchers have concurred that they did go that far, that far north, um, and that far uh, west. Um, another article I saw said that DeSoto's team had a skirmish with a Native American tribe called Tula, T-U-L-A. Now, um, because they were up in that uh, Arkansas River, western Arkansas, eastern Oklahoma area, that's not too far of a stretch to think Tulsa. T-U-L-S-A, T-U-L-A. I don't know mm. if there's connection there or not. Uh, it's also a side note that um, the only written account of the Tula tribe in history is where is when they had this skirmish with DeSoto. They uh, were apparently lost and no nothing else is known about them. So it was kind of interesting if they did go that far north. So back to the grave. Uh, the grave is located in the Fairview Cemetery, which is the uh, has the oldest graves that are found in and around the town. Its design is significantly different from other early graves preserved in the cemetery, as it has these four giant slabs of rock that are very old and very well weathered. Um, now, other observations that are <laughs> far less mysterious and less exotic are, um, one is that um, it's oriented in the typical east-west alignment with the head facing east that was uh, traditional for in Christian burials for many, many years, and that was a pattern for many years. And I started thinking about it. Do you guys, I, I've never noticed in the old, uh, cemeteries there in northwest Arkansas that some of my ancient ancestors are in, how they're oriented. Have you guys ever noticed that? Anybody? I mean, which direction they're facing or if there was some sort of tradition there or yeah, any of uh -uh. that. 
Yeah, that, that makes me curious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe look into that at some point. But anyway, so they were all oriented in the same direction. Uh, another observation is that the grave is part of and aligned with the plot of the Thompson family, which was a pioneer family in Crawford County and around the Van Buren area in the 1800s. Uh, another point is there's a crude inscription on the head of the stone that appears to be uh, a Masonic symbol, which um, probably would debunk the DeSoto story, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, and finally, other graves almost identical to um, this one can be found in old cemeteries all across the South. It was common practice in the frontier around the 1820s to enclose graves in, uh, with large stones or logs to keep wild animals and hogs from dig digging up the remains, as we know. So, um, so uh, uh, there is that. But a more practical description of the grave's origin might be a person around 1820s who was part of the Thompson family and just also happened to be a Mason, and that's who it might be. So, uh, there are a couple other things I wanted to say. Another theory by a woman by the name of Gloria Farley was a self-taught researcher and proponent of the theory, and this, this cracks me up, the theory that Vikings explored the region. Hmm. Vikings were in northwest Arkansas, <laughs> southeast oh, Missouri. How did they get there? Well, you know what? I've heard that before, actually. Have you? Yes, the, the whole Ozarks, and I don't know, I got to look that up. Yeah, it's very fascinating because, you know, Vikings, what was that, 8th century? 8th century, for sure, to, I don't know how long they lasted, but, uh, uh, which would have been way, hundreds of years before DeSoto came through in the, in the 16th century. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it's um, quite fascinating. Um, and, and there's a whole nother link on the site that, I, uh, that takes you to the Gloria Farley research and why she thinks that and, why, and there's a uh, runestone uh, marker in Heavener, Oklahoma that is, uh, that's part of her research of why she thinks that it might have been gone back to the Vikings. So how about that? Um, I found another story that uh, has nothing to do with the grave, but it has to do with a, a ghost story in Van Buren. And I'll close with this. It's the, the King Opera House. Um, uh, the Phantom of the King Opera House story. Uh, the Opera House opened in uh, the height of the Victorian era in the 19th century. And the story goes that a young actor was part of a theater troupe that was playing the Opera House. And he fell in love with the young daughter of the town doctor. Well, the doctor did not approve of this relationship. So the couple planned to run away together and they ran to the uh, Van Buren train depot. Well, the doctor found out of their plan and took his horse and buddy, buggy, buddy, buddy. <laughs> his horse and buggy to the depot where it said that he whipped the young actor to death. So former directors of the theater say that the ghost of the young man wandered back to the facility where he remains today. 
and former employees say he appears in a top hat, a Victorian-style coat, and a long cape. So that's another story there for Van Buren, Arkansas, along with the mystery huh. grave. So there you mystery go, gals grave. and cool. and uh, podcast folk. <laughs> that's well, it. Thanks. That's those were good ones. Yep. People get Van Buren, Arkansas, and Van Buren, Missouri mixed up because they're kind of close together. I mean, you know. Well, where is uh, see Van Buren, Arkansas is real close to the Oklahoma line. Where is where's Van Buren, Missouri? It's really close to the Arkansas line in central southern Missouri. Okay. I go through I there every time I drive home. Yeah, I remember you, you've got friends there and you talk about yeah. Van Buren. Well, the current river is there. It's so beautiful, so I float it all the time. But ah. I don't know if I've ever been to Van Buren, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, if you go south from, on 540, or actually it's called 49 now, I-49 from Fayetteville or from actually uh the state line at missouri and kansas and oklahoma that that four state area up there uh the interstate that goes all the way down to 40 to fort toward fort smith uh you would go west and it's right on the river right on the big old arkansas okay. river how yeah. weird because they both are isn't that weird huh. they're both on rivers yeah hmm. Wonder if it's Van Buren, the president, that had anything to do with the names or something. I don't know. Hmm. Well, well, we can look up the Vikings someday and see yeah. if that. Uh, <laughs> I do want to look up the Vikings, and I think it's that I heard. I think wherever I heard this was because of a rune stone that they found, so they just assumed, you know. Yeah, that it went back to the Vikings. Huh. Right. Well, thanks, girls. Yay. Those wow. were all really good. Ah. I don't know if it's the rum. I feel like I feel like we need to be talking more. <laughs> Are we asleep? The rum's made us sleepy. Or time is bending in on itself or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, Thank you all. Thanks, girls, for those stories, and Dina for your hooch. That's probably killed me. And <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you listening to us. We appreciate all your comments that you leave um, yes, on indeed. Facebook. Yeah, and the website. Um, the extras are a blog, so you can actually leave comments. Um, for each episode too. And we'd love to hear what you have to say. And we'd also love um, suggestions for stories that you would like for us to do on Ozark's Hanks and history and lore and that kind of stuff. Um, wherever you listen to us, don't forget to leave us all the stars. And uh, thanks again. And so we're gonna say goodbye. Say goodbye, girls. Bye-bye, girls. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and remember, if you liked it, tell all your friends. And if you didn't, keep your big mouth shut. shut. <laughs>